It is great to be back on Search the Scriptures today. Wonderful to be able to be able to open up God's Word and share those rich teachings and promises, all of those encouraging words that are found therein. And you know, sometimes there's correction and rebuke and warning as well. Yes. But all of that put together, God has provided for us to guide us into the best life that man can live with the greatest hope, the greatest purpose, and the greatest ultimate direction. And that is certainly eternal life in heaven. It's wonderful to be able to open up the Bible and study together. And we do hope as you do that with us on a regular basis that you're coming not only more knowledgeable, but that you're becoming more and more impressed with the fact that you need to come to the point where you can make up your mind what you're going to do about all of those great truths and teachings and all that great direction that God has provided for you in his word. We care about you. We pray for you all the time that you will make that right decision. We'd love to help you along that line, more so than just by being with you in this radio program every day. We would love to be able to send you that Bible study we talk about regularly. It is absolutely free. It will help you right from God's word to understand what you need to do. All you have to do is contact us. We'll be glad to send it to you. No charge. We'll take care of the postage both ways. So have a pen or pencil ready and a piece of paper. You can jot down the information as to how to contact us at the end of the program today. It's great to be here today to study along with Dwayne Kennedy. Isn't it a wonderful thing to be listening and studying together from the Word of God? I am so happy to be studying and to know that you are out there, our listening audience, studying with us. And it is a joy for me to be on this program with you, Gary, and with Dennis Stackhouse. Thank you, Duane and Gary. I'm certainly blessed in my life as well to be with you both on this program and to be part of this effort. We really do, as you said, Gary, try to get God's word across in an accurate fashion and to do so in a way that makes sense to people in a way they can understand, and in a way that will help them make those decisions which have an eternal impact. And really, that's something we need to understand very clearly. When we're talking about God's Word and how we need to align our lives with that Word, we're looking not just at this temporal existence, we're looking at eternity. Amen. We need to get ready for eternity, too, don't we? We do, for a fact. That's right. Now, we're into a study asking, how can I find happiness? Where can I find happiness? And not just happiness, but fulfillment, meaning, purpose, direction in my life, hope. All of those things really go together. Mm -hmm. We have noted that a lot of people look to some very superficial sources, trying to find happiness. Drugs, alcohol, illicit sexual experiences, violence even sometimes. And we could probably list some other sinful endeavors that are, again, very superficial, very surface level. And people will find momentary pleasure in some of those things. But the key is it's only momentary. Right. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 25 describes it as passing or fleeting. Right. It is temporary. Here today, gone tomorrow. We also noted that some people look to money 
and the things that money can buy, thinking, well, surely that's going to make me happy if I had enough money, if I owned enough things, if I had some of the latest toys or enough of them, surely I would be happy if I just had more. Don't find real lasting happiness there either, do we? Nope, we don't. How many wealthy individuals have lived horribly unhappy lives? Unhappy. How many have ended their lives prematurely through suicide? Right. Or have been so unhappy that they have become drunks or drug addicts? Right. Don't find real lasting happiness there. In fact, Jesus told us very directly in Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 21, to not lay up our treasures on this earth mm -hmm. because they're superficial, they're temporary, but mm -hmm. rather to lay up our treasures in heaven right? because we're looking at the eternal there. Mm -hmm. And where your treasure is, your heart or your life will be also. Right. So if your real treasure is in the temporary things, then that's where your life is going to be. And you're not going to be getting ready for the eternal things, which has to do with heaven yes. and eternal life. Mm -hmm. We need to focus. We need to focus. So what is the answer? If those are not the sources, and we could name other things as well that are equally superficial and fleeting, if those are not the sources for real lasting happiness and fulfillment and enrichment and direction and purpose and hope in life, what, is, what are the sources or what is the source? And we said that you need to look upward, you need to look inward, and you need to look outward. Mm -hmm. And we're looking upward right now. Yes, yes. We began in our last program to look at how people need to look upward and observe and recognize the glory and magnificence of God. Indeed. Dennis, we looked at passage after passage that described God as awesome. Awesome is the word that was used, yes. <laughs> awesome. That word came from the Bible. Yes, it did. <laughs> it didn't come from our contemporary teenage vernacular. No. <laughs> no, this predated that. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. And it wasn't talking about some new car. It wasn't talking about the latest rock star. It wasn't talking about anything else. It was talking about the Lord God Almighty. Yes, it was. He is an awesome God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great and powerful he is God of gods and Lord of lords, it says. Yes, he is. He is glorious as God. Mm -hmm. Now, we also began looking at the fact that he is the creator. Mm -hmm. And certainly, as the creator, he naturally deserves our respect. That we ought to naturally, again, relegate to our creator and the mm -hmm. creator. Yes. When we look at the world around us, we see God mm -hmm. in the design. Absolutely. You read from a psalm mm -hmm. in our last program, Dennis. Yes. Psalm 19. First four verses there. 
so clear in declaring the glory of God through the creation. Yes, the creation declares his glory. Mm -hmm. And Paul said the same thing in the first chapter of Romans. He did. And he even says, hey, you can't see God? You're without excuse. Just look around you. That's right. He's all around us through what he created. Yes. His evidence is there in all that we see that he created. God is also omnipotent. Mm -hmm. What does that word mean, Dwayne? All powerful. All powerful. All powerful. We began looking at different passages that talk about his being all powerful. Yes. Genesis chapter 17 and verse 1 declares him to be all-powerful. Almighty God. Almighty. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting, Gary, in that particular passage, he's speaking about Abram, who we know his name later was changed to Abraham. We're told there, when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am Almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. And you know, when we think about the situation with Abraham, that word almighty in relationship to God should take on new meaning for us. Uh, I'm reminded of what Paul said in Romans chapter 4, verse 19, as he was speaking about Abraham's faith. He said, and not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. And yet, I know our listeners are familiar with the account. Yes. Abraham and Sarah had a son. Isaac. They had that son when Abraham was about 100 and Sarah was about 90. Sarah had never born children before. She was barren. She's described several times in scripture as barren. Abraham is described here by Paul as being already dead in terms of his own body. And I think he's speaking about being able to procreate. But God, who is almighty, caused that promised son to come about. And you know, Dennis, I've often thought that God waited those 25 years mm -hmm. because when he first approached Abram, mm -hmm. Abram was about 75. Sarah right. was about 65. Mm -hmm. And at that point, he said, you're going to have a son. I'm going to, I'm going to bless you with a son. That's right. Give me the son of promise. Yes. Know? And through that bloodline, Christ would come into the world in human form. Mm -hmm. And uh, Abram was already, as I said, 75. Sarah was already 65. Mm -hmm. As you said, she was already barren. She was past the age of childbearing. Mm -hmm. And so God said, I'm going to give you a son. Mm -hmm. And he meant through Sarah. Sarai, as she was called at that time. And not just a son. You know, Gary, the promise was that his descendants would be as numerous as the sand on the seashore. Yes. Pretty amazing for someone 75 years old. And the woman 65. Right. But he let them wait 25 years before fulfilling his promise. Yes, he did. And I think that was probably to erase any doubt mm -hmm. that maybe they were just really lucky that she became expectant <laughs> right. at 65 years old. Well, he was the creator 
or is the creator of the heavens and the earth. And we're talking about the power of creation here at work in both of their bodies. Absolutely. Yes, indeed. No question yeah. at his being 100 and her being 90 that God made it happen. That's right. No question at all. Now, let's look at another passage, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, and verse 18. I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. The Lord Almighty. Almighty. Another rendering or, or synonym, basically, for all-powerful. Yeah. Same sense is being brought across there. And then let's look at another one, and this is a great one. Revelation 19 and verse 6. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, as the sound of many waters, and as the sound of mighty thundering, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigns. And of course, those sounds and everything were meant to conjure in the mind of the individual reading it, that's talking about God. Mm -hmm. It's about to introduce God here. Yes. And the idea of the thunderings and, the, and everything it was power again. Mm -hmm power and magnificence and glory. And of course, that's exactly who was talking about. The yes. Lord God omnipotent, all-powerful, same as almighty. Well, in Jeremiah chapter 32 and verse 17, Jeremiah tells us something about the character and, and uh, also the ability of God, Duane. What does he say? Ah, Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm, there is nothing too hard for you. Comes back to his being the creator there, as we studied in our last program. Right. And, but then it also adds, there is nothing impossible for you. You can do anything, in other words. Now, we read the reiteration of that, don't we? In Luke chapter one and verse 37. For with God, Nothing will be impossible. Nothing will be impossible. And the comparison to mankind and our abilities is made in another passage in Luke, chapter 18 and verse 27. How does that read, Duane? Luke chapter 18 and verse 27. And I think there that Jesus says that for some things or that some things are impossible for man, but with God, all things are possible. How does that read, read exactly? But he said, the things which are impossible with men are possible with God. In other words, he can do what we cannot do. Mm -hmm. Yes. We reach a limit, don't we, Dennis? Yes. We certainly do. Our abilities only go so far. Absolutely. God is limitless. Mm -hmm. That's part of the idea of of eternal, but also of being divine. Yes, it is. Now, in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20, we read about God's power in a very descriptive way. How does that read, Dennis? Now, to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works within us. Now, that is very descriptive. He is able to do not just abundantly, mm -hmm. 
not just above all that we can ask or think. Now, I've got a pretty vivid imagination. <laughs> That's right. I can think about a whole lot of things. We can think pretty big. Yes, yes. But he's not able to just, or not just able to do above what we can think, but he is also able to do not just exceedingly above, but exceedingly abundantly above. Yes. Anything we can imagine. That's right. Now, probably if you were writing a paper in an English class today in high school or college and you used the, those double adverbs there exceedingly abundantly, you would be marked off because that would, you know, you, the teacher would probably say that's redundant, it's unnecessary, uh, it's, it's overly descriptive. Mm -hmm. They're there in the scriptures, <clears throat> yes. exceedingly abundantly for the sake of emphasis. Right. God is able to do beyond what we can imagine. That's right. Mm -hmm. Anything that we can imagine, all that we can imagine, because as we've already read, he is omnipotent, almighty God, all powerful. Now, God is also holy. Yes. You know, a lot of people who have power and authority, it kind of ruins them psychologically. Because a lot of times with power comes the easy pathway to corruption. But of course, we're talking about God. He is not just all powerful, but he, and he not only has all authority being the creator, but he is absolutely holy, completely holy. Yes. Joshua chapter 24 and verse 19. But Joshua said to the people, you cannot serve the Lord, for he is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgressions nor your sins. Holy God. And what about Psalm 99 and verse 9? Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his holy hill, for the Lord our God is holy. He is holy. And you know, I like what Psalm 111 and verse 9 says, how it puts it there. How does that read, Dwayne? He has sent redemption to his people. He has commanded his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. Holy and awesome is his name. We read that again in Luke chapter 1 and verse 49, don't we? For he who is mighty has done great things for me. And holy is his name. Holy is his name. Boy, just think about what a great description. Holy is his name. And sometimes we make puns about people. Yeah, you're, you're talking about that individual. Yeah, in the dictionary, if you were looking up a certain word that describes something, that person's picture would be there or that person's name would be right there. Well, here we're talking about exactly that yeah. sense. His name is holy. Mm -hmm. He is so absolutely holy that his name is holy. Isaiah 6 and verse 3, how does that read? And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Holy. Boy, now there is the redundancy again, isn't again, it? Again, yeah, that's right. Impressive. The repetition for sake of emphasis, holy, holy, holy in describing God. 
And we read similar to that in Revelation 4 and verse 8, Dennis. The four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes around and within. And they do not rest day or night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Now, of course, this is part of the heavenly host around the throne of God. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, there's the scene. And what are, they, what are they chanting on an ongoing basis? <laughs> holy, 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 holy. Mm -hmm. Lord God Almighty. Yes. And then talks about his eternal nature, don't they? Yes, certainly does. Who was and is and is to come. Wow, what great descriptions of God. Really is. And you know, something I'm reminded of here as well, Gary, is the fact that we, as followers of God, are to take on this same nature ourselves. And I think this is where we need to be sure we don't miss the application. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 15 and 16, the apostle there said, But as he who called you is holy, speaking about God, you also be holy in all your conduct, Right. Because it is written, be holy, for I am holy. Yes. Be holy, for I am holy. And we should reflect his holiness. Absolutely. And that would be similar to what Jesus tried to get across in uh, Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16, mm -hmm. ultimately saying, let your light so shine before men that others may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Right. So not for self-glorification, but for glorifying God right. in heaven. Mm -hmm. Yes, we need to live the life of holiness because we are the followers of God who is absolutely holy. We're going to have to stop here. We'll pick up in our next program and continue this description of our awesome God. He is the creator. He is all-powerful, omnipotent. He is absolutely holy. And we're going to see next time that he is also completely righteous. We do hope you'll tune in. We hope to hear from you. We'd love to send you that free Bible study. Please contact us today.